when I published Ulysses by James Joyce in my little bookshop called Shakespeare and Company in Paris. Look, look, the dust is growing. My branches laugh large in the Stately clump bug bargain. All perfume, yes, and his heart was going like mad. And yes, I said yes, I will, yes. Friends of Shakespeare and Company read Ulysses by James Joyce. Read today by Ryan Van Winkle. You can do it. The editor laid a nervous hand on Stephen's shoulder. I want you to write something for me, he said. Something with a bite in it. You can do it. I see it in your face, in the lexicon of youth. See it in your face. See it in your eye. Lazy, idle, little schemer. Foot and mouth disease, the editor cried in scornful invective. Great nationalist meeting in Boris and Ussery. Ah, balls, bulldozing the public. Give them something with a bite in it. Put us all into it, damn it, soul. Father, son, and Holy Ghost, and Jakes McCarthy. We can all supply mental pabulum. Mr. O'Madden Burke said. Stephen raised his eyes to the bold, unheeding stare. He wants you for the press gang, J.J. O'Malloy said. You can do it, Miles Crawford repeated, clenching his hand in emphasis. Wait a minute. We'll paralyze Europe, as Ignatius Galler used to say when he was on the shock run, doing billiard marking in the Clarence. Galler, that was a press man for you. That was a pen. You know how he made his mark? I'll tell you. That was the smartest piece of journalism ever known. That was in 81, 6th of May, time of the Invincibles, murder in the Phoenix Park, before you were born, I suppose. I'll show you. He pushed past them to the files. Look at here, he said, turning. The New York world cabled for a special. Remember that time? Professor McHugh nodded. New York World, the editor said, excitedly pushing back his straw hat. Where it took place. Tim Kelly or Kavanaugh, I mean. Joe Brady and the rest of them. Where Skin the Goat drove the car. Whole route, see? Skin the Goat, Mr. O'Madden Burke said. Fitzharris. He has that cabman shelter, they say, down there at Butt Bridge. Holohan told me. You know Holohan? Hop and carry one, is it? Miles Crawford said. And poor Gumley is down there, too. So he told me, minding stones for the corporation. A night watchman. Stephen turned in surprise. Gumley, he said. You don't say so. A friend of my father's, is he? Never mind, Gumley, Miles Crawford cried angrily. Let Gumley mind the stones. See they don't run away. Look at here. What did Ignatius Galler do? I'll tell you. Inspiration of genius. Cabled right away. Have you Weekly Freeman of 17 March? Right. Have you got that? He flung back pages of the files and stuck his finger on a point. Take page four. Advertisement for Bransom's Coffee let us say. 
Have you got that? Right. The telephone word. A distant voice. I'll answer it, the professor said, going. B is park gate. Good. His finger leaped and struck point after point vibrating. T is Viceregal Lodge. C is where murder took place. K is Knockmaroon Gate. The loose flesh of his neck shook like a cock's waddles. An ill-starched dicky jutted up, and with a rude gesture he thrust it back into his waistcoat. Hello? Evening telegraph here. Hello? Who's there? Yes? Yes? Yes. F to P is the root skin the goat drove the car for an alibi. Inchicore, Round Town, Windy Arbor, Palmerston Park, Ranelagh, F-A-P-B, got that? X is Davy's public house in Upper Leeson Street. The professor came to the inner door. Bloom is at the telephone, he said. Tell him go to hell, the editor said promptly. X is Burke's public house, see? Clever. Very. Clever, Lenin said. Very. Gave it to them on a hot plate, Miles Crawford said. The whole bloody history. Nightmare from which you will never awake. I saw it, the editor said proudly. I was present. Dick Adams, the best-hearted bloody corkman the Lord ever put the breath of life in, and myself. Lenin bowed to a shape of air, announcing, Madam, I'm Adam. And able was I ere I saw Elba. History, Miles Crawford cried. The old woman of Prince's Street was there first. There was weeping and gnashing of teeth over that. Out of an advertisement, Gregor Gray made the design for it. That gave him the leg up. Then Patty Hooper worked Tay Pay, who took him to the star. Now he's got in with Bloomfeld. That's press. That's talent. Piot. He was all their daddies. The father of scare journalism, Leadham confirmed, and the brother-in-law of Chris Callanan. Hello? Are you there? Yes. He's here still. Come across yourself. Where do you find a press man like that now, eh? The editor cried. He flung the pages down. Clam Dever, Lenin said to Mr. O'Madden Burke. Very smart, Mr. O'Madden Burke said. Professor McGew came from the inner office. Talking about the Invincibles, he said. Did you see that some hawkers were up before the recorder? Oh, yes, J.J. O'Malloy said eagerly. Lady Dudley was walking home through the park to see all the trees that were blown down by that cyclone last year and thought she'd buy a view of Dublin. And it turned out to be a commemoration postcard of Joe Brady or Number One or Skin of the Goat. Right outside the Viceregal Lodge, imagine. They're only in the hook and eye department, Miles Crawford said. Pshaw, pressing the bar. Where have you a man now at the bar like those fellows, like Whiteside and Isaac Butt? Like silver-tongued O'Hagan. Eh? Ah, bloody nonsense. Only in the halfpenny place. His mouth continued to twitch, unspeaking in nervous curls of disdain. Would anyone wish that mouth for her kiss? 
How do you know? Why did you write it, then? Rhymes and Reasons Mouth South Is the mouth south some way? Or the south a mouth? Must be some. South, pout, out, shout, drouth. Rhymes. Two men dress the same, looking the same, two by two. La tua pace. Che parlar ti piace. Mentrice il vento come fa si tace. He saw them, three by three approaching girls, in green, in rose, in russet, entwining, per l'air perso, in mauve, in purple, quella pacifica, oriama fiamma, in gold, of oriflame, di rimiara, lupiu, ardiente, but I old men, pentinent, leaden-footed, under dark-neath, the night, mouth, south, tomb, womb. Speak up for yourself, Mr. O'Madden Burke said. Sufficient for the day. J.J. O'Molloy, smiling, palely, took up the gauge. My dear Miles, he said, flinging his cigarette aside, you put a false construction on my words. I hold no brief, as at present advised for the third profession. Why not bring in Henry Grattan and Flood and Demosthenes and Edmund Burke, Ignatius Galler, we all know, and his chapelizod boss, Harmsworth of the Farthing Press and his American cousin of the Bowery Gutter Sheet, not to mention Patty Kelly's budget, Pew's occurrences, and our watchful friend the Skibbereen Eagle? Why bring in a master of forensic eloquence like Whiteside? Sufficient for the day is the newspaper thereof. Links with Bygone Days of Yore Grattan and Flood wrote for this very paper, the editor cried in his face. Irish volunteers. Where are you now? Established in 1763, Dr. Lucas. Who have you now, like John Philpot Curran? <laughs> well, J.J. O'Molloy said. Bush K.C., for example. Bush, the editor said. Well, yes, Bush, yes. He has a strain of it in his blood. Kendall Bush, or I mean Seymour Bush. He would have been on the bench long ago, the professor said. Only for... But no matter. J.J. O'Molloy turned to Stephen and said quietly and slowly, One of the most polished periods I think I ever listened to in my life fell from the lips of Seymour Bush. It was in that case of fratricide, the child's murder case. Bush defended him, and in the porches of mine ear did pour. By the way, how did he find that out? He died in his sleep. Or the other story, Beast with Two Backs. What was that? the professor asked. Italia Magistra Artium. He spoke on the laws of evidence, J.J. O'Molloy said. Of Roman justice and contrasted with the earlier Mosaic Code, the Lex Talionis. And he cited the Moses of Michelangelo in the Vatican. Ha! A few well-chosen words, Lena and pre prefaced. Silence. Pause. J.J. O'Molloy took out his cigarette case. False lull. Something quite ordinary. 
Messenger took out his matchbox thoughtfully and lit his cigar. I have often thought since I'm looking back over that strange time that it was that small act, trivial in itself, that striking of that match, that determined the whole aftercourse of both our lives. A polished period. J.J. O'Malloy resumed, molding his words. He said of it, That stony effigy in frozen music, horned and terrible, of the human form divine, that eternal symbol of wisdom and prophecy, which if aught that the imagination or the hand of sculptor had wrought in, marble or soul transfigured, and of soul transfiguring deserves to live, deserves to live. His slim hand with a wave graced echo and fall. Fine, Miles Crawford said at once. The divine afflatus, Mr. O'Madden Burke said. You like it? J.J. O'Malloy asked Stephen. Stephen, his blood wooed by grace of language and gesture, blushed. He took a cigarette from the case. J.J. O'Malloy offered his case to Miles Crawford. Lena Han lit their cigarettes as before and took his trophy, saying, Much of us, thank of us.